My mother grew up in a family that was very Catholic, where you said the rosary in the evening. They grew up in, around St. Peter's in Washington. My great-grandmother would gather the family together in the backyard for barbecues, always after the Sunday Mass. Prayer was said throughout the week, and religious formation extremely important. My mom was pregnant for the first time, then the second time, and the third time she was bedridden for four months. She prayed to God for healthy delivery. Martin was born premature, and back then, it didn't have what they have today as far as neonatal care. And Martin passed away a few days later. About two years later, Teresa was born again, the premature, and again another passing. My mom struggled greatly with this, not only because of the passing of her child to her children, but she always turned to prayer, the rosary. Did exactly what the doctor asked, even to be bedridden for the last couple months. And that question, why? I thought if we just prayed and go to Mass, everything would be perfect. I did everything right. And that struggle caused her to be away from the church for a while. But she always thought something was missing. Something was void in her life. Again, another attempt, not successful. Doctors saying, no, no more. This time she came back to the Lord because she realized what was missing was her relationship with God. Her trust in Him that he never promised us. We just went through Lent, the passion of the cross. He never said, if you believe in me, your life will be perfect. In fact, he said to Peter, you will drink from the chalice of suffering, but your reward will be great if you remain but faithful to me. Against the wishes of the doctors and being told that at this point her life would be at jeopardy if she had another child, she had another child, which was me. Today we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday. I love that image of our Lord with the beams coming forth from his heart, the beams of his mercy, the beams of his compassion, the beams of his 
presence amongst us. You can just imagine the heart of Jesus beating, and every time it beats, even more grace coming forth. Trust me. I will get you through anything. Trust me. Keep looking at the cross as our Blessed Lady looked at the cross on Calvary. Things did not seem to be going well, and yet our Blessed Lady kept her eyes focused upwards and upon her Son. And her fidelity paid off. Her trust was rewarded. I like the story of Thomas. Because I believe Thomas is sometimes in us throughout our life's journey. As it was for my mom. Thomas was so excited to be with the Lord. So excited that he is the Savior of the world. He was all in. He left behind his vocation in life, his profession. He was all in with Jesus and then the cross. The struggle. This isn't the plan I had. This isn't what I expected from the Savior of the world. And the man who was with Jesus at the miracles, the feeding of the 5,000, the raising of Lazarus, left the community, the support of his brothers, the encouragement that Mary given to us by her son from the cross, behold your mother. We know that because the disciples were huddled together in the upper room behind locked doors, except Thomas was off pouting somewhere. Then Thomas probably realized the void. Probably was remembering all that had occurred, all that had happened. Destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it again. Thomas comes back to the community. Back to Our Lady. We know that because when the Lord appears again, Thomas is present. And now the anger that Thomas had for what he believed to be the falsehood of the Lord, he now worships the Lord, seeing him before him. And that cry, the guttural cry of faith, my Lord and my God. He came back. He trusted in the will of God and his trust and fidelity paid off. And then those famous words of our Lord, Thomas, you are blessed because you can see me. He didn't actually put his fingers into the wombs. He didn't need to anymore. But there was the Lord with the marks of the cross. Then Jesus said, Thomas, you are blessed because you see me. 
but blessed are those who believe in me. But do not see my marks, my hands or my side or feet. My dear brothers and sisters, that's us. We're the ones that believe. Today on Divine Mercy, it's an opportunity to remember the Lord is merciful. The Lord doesn't want us to fail. He's not trying to give us that unbelievably harsh test to get rid of the the weak ones. The Lord wants everybody to pass, everybody to make it. And he offers every opportunity for us to come back back to the community, back to full trust in the Lord, our Savior. He offered, as we heard in the gospel today, confession, the wiping away of one's sins. Isn't it awesome? When you go to confession, you do not have to wonder, am I really forgiven? Does the Lord really know my heart? Because you hear the Lord speaking through the minister, the priest, the Lord who says, I absolve you. I absolve you from your sins. Fill your heart, your soul with unbelievable grace. He gives us every opportunity in the Eucharist. When we stand before the Lord, the same person that Thomas stood before, and just as Thomas said, my Lord and my God, we say amen, I believe. I believe, Lord, that you are truly present. Totally present. Soul and divinity, mind, body, totally present. He gives us the scriptures to remind us of our story. He gives us all the sacraments to give us grace all along our journey of life. He gives us the community every Sunday, even at daily masses. Those rays keep beating forth to remind us the Lord's mercy and kindness always envelops us. Today in Divine Mercy Sunday, we say to the Lord, I need you. Help me through the rough times and the struggles. Help me through the doubts. Help me through those moments when I ask, Lord, why? I'm doing everything right. Why? And today, we humbly, like Thomas, simply say, my Lord and my God, I do believe. And help in those moments of unbelief to trust in you totally.